Attention all you rule breakers, you misfits and troublemakers, all you free spirits and pioneers, all you visionaries and nonconformists. Everything the establishment has told you is wrong with you is actually what's right with you. You see things others don't. You are hardwired to change the world. You are listening to the Spiritual Activist Radio Show, and I am Rahasia Uncensored where we look at the world not as it is, but as we know it can be, if and only if we have the courage to question the answers we've been given. This is our world, and it's time for us to take it back. Okay, welcome once again to the Spiritual Activist Program on BBS Radio. I'm also on Rumble, rumble.com forward slash user forward slash Rahasi Uncensored. I'm pretty much staying away from YouTube right now because every time I put something on there that has any social value at all, they give me another strike and I can't get one more strike. Uh, I'm not even using Twitter, uh, Instagram, Facebook, any of these platforms because if we keep promoting them, we're just encouraging them to go on. And I know one user doesn't make a difference, but a million users, a billion users makes a big difference, and that's how we get there, one user at a time. So what I'm going to start out with today is this is encouraging. I mean, sometimes we feel alone with what's happening in the world today, and um, I know I do. Uh, I live in the middle of a forest up away from the city. Um, the isolation I actually really enjoy I enjoy feeding my chickens, getting ready for some goats, and walking my dog back to a pond with a little waterfall. I, I enjoy living out like this, growing my own food. But I think enjoyment is going to be secondary to the need to do this at some point if we're not careful, especially when you see what's happening in China today. If we have time, I'll I'll try to play some of that, but... um. We need to start paying attention. What I'm going to start this out with is a, and by the way, I I would be doing interviews myself, but I have uh, Starlink, and right now they still have gaps, and it makes it all but impossible to do a live interview. This is why I'm doing what I've been doing now for a few months. As soon as that gets fixed, I have a whole list of people wanting to be interviewed by me, and that's going to really help my... Uh, views too. And what you can do is visit rumble.com forward slash user forward slash Rahasi Uncensored and subscribe and share. That that really helps. I'm only getting a few views right there because I'm just now really starting uh, to get out there again. And I don't promote myself near enough through Facebook and all the other platforms. And go to bbsradio.com forward slash spiritual activist and uh, subscribe there and share those links. That That is what helps me get out there because I have no backers from the pharmaceutical company. I have nobody in big corporations. This is just me. And I'm just doing whatever small part that I can do, playing this thing out and... Uh, letting the few people that listen to me know what's going on because I do check things out. And um, I recently sent out a community email to almost 10,000 people, and I got back so many responses thanking me for just telling the truth, even if it's just my truth. 
but somebody willing to stand up and speak the truth. So let's get on with this. I want you to want you to hear, and this is in Los Angeles, behind enemy lines in the belly of the beast. This is to give you an idea of the people that are waking up. And this is important to realize you're not alone. Here we go. This is in front of City Hall, by the way. Welcome, Los Angeles! Are you excited? Are you ready for the day? Oh my God. I told you we were going to pull parties. The racists are there with the American flags. This is so freaking magical. There's history happening here. I'm looking out and seeing this incredible sea of people. I thought all this time I was all alone. Where have you all been? Why have we not all been partying together this whole time? You are here standing today because you want to make a medical decision for yourselves. What happens in California happens everywhere and the world is watching. This is a movement of, of both liberal and conservative. It's, it's not a battle of left versus right, it's up versus down. Whatever political party you identify with, you are welcome here. Black and white, Muslim and Christian, Jews, everybody all in between. If you are vaccinated or unvaccinated, you are welcome here. The doctors are here today with the science. The scientists are here today with the facts. The preachers are here with the word. The advocates like you are here to fight for the truth. And I'm just standing here on this stage with the good old common sense that God gave us all. People are waking up, but I'm not talking about woke. I feel like it's amazing just to see the banners, the flags, and everyone just come together and try to be united. It's something we really need in our nation. Walking around here, I think I've gotten chills five or six times a day. It's such a beautiful sight to see. I've never seen anything like this. This is the most incredible event I've ever been to. The common feature of all totalitarian regimes is the inability to ask Questions, the muzzling of speech, the muzzling of thought is always where these regimes begin. This is a spiritual war. They want to strip away our humanity. Do you understand that? They want to turn us into cogs in some machine. They want to make it so that you have to wear a mask so that you can't see other people's emotion. They use our artists, they use our rappers, they use our TikTokers to try to enslave those among our younger generation, who y'all call millennials, to say, hey, it's cool, it's lit, it's dope, to get a shot. We've watched the wealth of the world's 10 richest men double since the lockdown began. We have watched small businesses be destroyed, entire countries plunge deeper into debt, while the most vulnerable youth were deprived of their right to education. Why would they expect us to obey their mandates when they don't even obey the Bill of Rights. They don't even obey the Constitution. So shots, testing, masking, the little plexiglass dividers, it's all bullshit. They said, never mind your liberty, never mind your freedom, never mind everything you've ever known. Follow us into a dark place. And that's where they took us. Except everybody standing here said, I'm not going to go. As a 10-year veteran in the Marine Corps and 
caring for our country, an emergency services person. Uh, this is important to stand up for our human rights, stand up for our constitution, and stand up for people being able to make free choices. We're losing a, a lot of our military, we're losing our police, we're losing our firemen, we're losing our teachers. They've all moved out of state. I'm working with SAG-AFTRA, IATSE. In order for us to work, we have to be vaccinated and we have to be boosted. So a lot of people are out of work. I mean, the Oscars were being sponsored by Pfizer. That was disgusting to me. It's the Wild West, and we've been told to kowtow to Big Pharma show our medical papers to get a drink it's absurd i am just like you i am just your average ordinary everyday run-of-the-mill domestic terrorist i'm sorry did i say that out loud i'm sorry i meant mom or concerned parent but same thing these days so what else <laughs> big pharma spends 19 times more on advertisements than they do research Americans make up 5% of the world population, but yet we consume more drugs than the rest of the world combined. The story of ivermectin is how powerful corporate propaganda is, ladies and gentlemen. They can make you think an essential medicine that has saved billions of people's lives is somehow poison. Anyone still requiring this scientifically expired shot has succumbed to insanity through either willful ignorance, paid off corruption, hunger for power, or just plain old malevolence. The biologic therapeutic that they're calling a vaccine is not safe enough and it's not effective enough to mandate it for anybody. And under no circumstances should a healthy child be given this product against an illness that they're not at risk using an experimental product that has no long-term safety studies. Because our natural immunity is all we need, and we don't need an experiment to prove it. We live, unfortunately, in the United States of Pharma. The pharmaceutical industry is killing people. They do not care. They put profits ahead of people's lives. They do this rapaciously, relentlessly, and they're doing it today. And why are they hiding the hundreds of thousands of people who've had major side effects after they've had these jabs? Many people are dying. They know for a fact that it swells the hearts of your babies. And still today, Senator Richard Pan wants to mandate that vaccine on all of your children. In the battle on the field, there is evil on the move. Everything changed instantly after that one dose. Pfizer literally took my life without killing me. Maddie was a healthy, active 12-year-old with straight A's and lots of friends. Today, she's a 13-year-old in a wheelchair with a feeding tube. I was hospitalized, intubated five different times. I had a feeding tube, a hole placed in my throat so I could breathe a hole in my lower abdomen to be able to urinate, but one shot changed it all. He collapsed and died right in front of his best friend. The media and government are trying to cover up the thousands upon thousands of stories just like mine. We are the dirty little secrets that you don't want to see. This is a hill that an American parent must be willing to defend and lay your life down. Never 
You must never let them put that vaccine into your child's arm. It is unsafe. The school which claimed to care about the educational and mental well-being of its students did not care at all. It was either take the shot or be banned from school altogether. My rights were disregarded and I was dehumanized. I was segregated into the undeserving class of the unvaccinated and put into the inferior online independent study program. I was kicked out of my school because I did not get that vaccine. Why don't I have a choice that is supposed to be entitled to me as an American? Why not? This isn't okay. We can't just sit around complying with this government taking away our rights. This is our defining moment. This is where people are going to say that we stood in the gap for humanity. That we stood up against the tyranny of our time. Is it time we fight back? Our highest obligation is to resist and pull as hard as we possibly can in the opposite direction. We refuse to accept the new normal. We are fighting for the old normal. It is time now that people wake up from the cognitive dissonance and the Stockholm syndrome when you have a relationship with your abuser. When your employer tells you that you need to show proof of vaccination in order to work there, what are you going to say? Put your arms in the sky for freedom. Put your arms in the sky for freedom. Stop using Facebook. Stop using Twitter. Stop using Instagram. Stop using YouTube. They're slitting your throats, silencing us, censoring us, pushing vaccines. Jews kept their doors open in face of the Nazis, in the face of the Inquisition, and Gavin Newsom can kiss in my caucus. Thank you for being brave, because I know it is not easy. Freedom of choice and bodily autonomy for ourselves and our children is something that nobody should ever infringe upon. You hurt our kids. And watch out, because you have never faced the rage of thousands of furious mothers. We'll get through this. We're already breaking through the badness of the crowds, the mass formation, the effects of the legacy media and big tech promoted fear and psychological manipulation, which has twisted public health policy. We won in New Jersey the headquarters and Big Pharma. And we could do that across America. You know, history. So this is what's going on in many, many cities. And it's what's going on. You, you ought to see the maybe, like I say, I'm going to try to play some of it. Some of the protests that are happening in China is, and in China is someplace you don't protest. You know, that's a, the very last resort decision to make, if it's even a decision at all, because, well, it's China. So I think we need to really understand everything that we just listened to and watched, that we're not alone. We're not the minority. We are a vast majority. Almost 70% of the people are refusing to take vaccinations or boosters now. That's a big number. Uh, I don't know who the 30% are, but uh, I, I 
I can't even imagine. I mean, I was telling my wife, I've all but given up trying to wake people up because if you're not awake by now, there's a good possibility that nothing I could say is going to wake you up. It's going to have to come knocking on your door. You're going to have to have a loved one die from a vaccination. You're going to have to lose your business. Like I just lost our business, the, the Lotus Guide magazine, because we had too much pushback from cancel culture and idiots and morons just sending us constant barrage of emails about you, you can't call a, a woman a mother. You have to call her a birthing person. And men can have babies and all the rest of the bullshit. I, I just said, you know what? I'm going to take my energy and put it somewhere else. Because we're really vulnerable out there with the magazine. Because with the magazine, we have uh, stands all over Northern California. And uh, they're being used as trash receptacles by homeless people and illegal, undocumented uh, aliens from all over the place. I'm starting to see them walking around out here in the forest now. So we're too vulnerable on that platform. They, they just take our magazines, throw them away. We can't put them in restaurants or medical facilities the way we used to because people might pick it up and put it back down. And if they put it back down, they're, they're germ infested with the, the COVID virus and it's going to kill a bunch of people, I guess, or something. Um, I, I just get tired of doing the uh, back and forth with people. And I, I don't need that headache and, and being so vulnerable. We're out here. If you help by promoting me, subscribing, sharing, doing everything you can. And if you feel like leaving a donation, that would really help right now. And that's lotusguide.com forward slash donation. Uh, that really does help right now because we we basically have no income since we let go of the uh, magazine. But I know we're going to make it. I have no doubt whatsoever. Here, let me make my picture a little bit bigger so you can see me. Um, I just doing the, hang on just a second. Okay. Okay. I, th I think the important part of this is uh, what you've just listened to is just to show you that we are not alone um, because I, I know what that feeling can feel like. Fortunately, I, I get so many good emails from people emailing me and letting me know that they really do appreciate. I only had one email where somebody picked out one little thing and complained about it, but that's what he always does. Uh, you, you can't do too much with these people and, and until they wake up. Um, I mean, I, I give up doing the childish thing. I feel like I'm in the high school parking lot arguing with people. If I start down that path, it doesn't make any sense for me. It doesn't help them. They're going to do what they're going to do. Uh, and if you violently wake them up out of their slumber sleep, they get irritated and mad and strike back. So, but at the same time, we have to try to figure out how to reach the, that 40% in the middle of the people that are not totally asleep, and at least they know that they're not awake, and they know that something is drastically wrong when you start looking at what's going on on our planet. I mean, open borders, that's a, a, that is a recipe for disaster. Millions of people are in this country now illegally. We don't even know where most of them are, 
And the sad part are the children that's missing. Thousands, not not just a few. Ten, ten would be a catastrophe. Hundred would be like unthinkable. But thousands disappearing into systems of unvetted people. I mean, if if you don't care about this stuff, you know, I, I've given up uh, trying to make people care. If you don't care, then trust me, you have no moral right to complain about anything else, especially like war in the Middle East. I mean, these people have different religions, different races, different ideologies, and they have two or 3,000 years of conflict and reasons to go on conflicting with each other behind them. And we say, well, they should just get over it and get along. You know, we can't even get along with our neighbor over whether we should put toxic poison into our system or not whether we should put that same toxic poison into a child or not. We can't get over the the most obvious conflicts. So it's easy to go on a rant, and I, and I don't mean to do that, because I want to get to some really important things on the show. So hang in there with me. Okay, now this is what's going on in Shanghai, which you're not going to really get a lot of truthful information, but I have to admit it's it's creeping out. I mean, some of this is on CNN now. They they can't hide it anymore. Just uh, look at what's going on there because, like I say, protesting in China isn't something that you would normally do. China's biggest city, Shanghai, remains eerily empty. The 25 million residents of Shanghai are still in lockdown as the commercial hub of the country is paralyzed once again by a major Omicron surge. A lockdown that was meant to last for five days now has no end in sight. Everyone in the city has been confined to their home or sent to hospital if they've tested positive. Rapid doesn't this sound a little bit familiar? I mean, they're doing it again. And I can't, people, people are falling for it again, especially in the United States. I don't understand that. It, it, even though it's a small group of people now, um, what's it going to take for us to wake up? Construction of more than 100 makeshift hospitals with capacity to treat more than 160,000 people infected. But patients taken to those government quarantine centers sharing a very different reality online posting videos of unsanitary conditions and people using isolation facilities still under construction. Like I say, what you just listened to was on CNN. Now keep in mind, CNN has lost over 70% of their viewers this past couple of years. They, they've had researchers from universities go over all their news stories. Up to 90% of everything they've ever told us has either been a lie, misleading, or completely spun out of our reality. So even they see the writing on the wall, and they're trying to get on the right side of the fence, but it, it's too late. Cases, children have been separated from their parents, triggering public outcry. They've been locked in their compound for more than two weeks, and they don't have enough food. <laughs> We only want supplies, they shout, in this video verified by Sky News. Why are you beating people? Others, even more desperate, took matters into their own hands. People ransacked this supermarket. Robots patrol some streets, reminding people to wear masks. Drones fly in between compounds, blind. 
at least here, we don't have robots doing that. We just have morons and idiots doing that. So I guess that's a step up. Testing a summons for residents to get tested. All of this is a result of China's zero COVID policy, a directive from the top. President Xi Jinping on Friday praising China's zero COVID approach. The economy is taking a hit too. Shanghai is a major trade hub. The port is one of the biggest in the world, and there are hundreds of cargo ships that haven't been able to dock. Now, I ask you, could that be the real motive? Uh, one, China, they probably do want to get rid of a few million of their citizens. They have too many people. They're headed for starvation and that sort of makes sense on one level, but on a global level, is the real reason to to do this lockdown in Shanghai, because there's more coming, is the real reason to continually interrupt the um, supply chain. Because if that supply chain keeps on being interrupted, there are going to be hundreds of millions of people dying of starvation this year. Are real concerns about the ripple effect this lockdown is going to have on the global supply chain. Now, here's a, a recent news release by uh, DeSantos, the governor of Florida. And it's it almost feels odd to hear a politician speak truth to the news. But listen to this. Last week or so, we've seen major outbreaks of COVID-19 among uh, the elite in D.C., including Democrats in Congress, the Biden administration. How does it feel to read about that news, knowing that the administration has been so critical of your approach to the pandemic? So just let me say very clearly to all Floridians, you just saw Philadelphia impose an indoor mandate. You're going to have potentially some of these other deep blue jurisdictions go back to restrictions and mandate. You look what's happening in Shanghai. They have everybody under a brutal lockdown. So I just want to be very clear. As long as I sit in the chair in which I sit, no Floridian will be restricted, mandated, or locked down in any possible way. And so when you see some of these folks who want to impose that, and let's just be clear, you look over the last two years, there is a cottage industry that was developed of lockdown politicians and media personalities who would either impose or support lockdown policies in their jurisdictions or advocated on their TV shows, criticize Florida mercilessly, and then the first chance they get to get out from under the yoke of those bad policies, you see them in Miami or Palm Beach or all these other places. And if I had a dollar for every lockdown politician that escaped their own policies to come to our free state, I would be set for life. That's just a fact. Now, some people will say, oh, they're, they're hypocrites, all this stuff. Yeah, they are, but that's not the issue. The issue is, is if they thought their policies really were necessary and these mitigations really were effective, they would be abiding by it. They're not abiding by it because they know it's all about politics and control. So that's why they don't wear the mask. That's why they don't do all this stuff because they know it is COVID theater. Okay, I just want to do a, a quick clip of uh, Yuval Noah Harari. He's one of the main spokespeople for the World Economic Forum. 
And he even says clearly that most of the people are useless human beings. He even suggested that the the solution to that is to put us all on drugs and put us in virtual reality. Uh, I'll show you a cartoon that ended up in the last Lotus Guide. Um, listen to what he has to say. Just a short clip here. In the Industrial Revolution of the 19th century, what humanity basically learned to produce was all kinds of stuff, like textiles and shoes and weapons and, and vehicles. And this was enough for very few countries that underwent the revolution fast enough to subjugate everybody else. What we're talking about now is like a second industrial revolution but the product this time will not be textiles or machines or vehicles or even weapons. The product this time will be humans themselves. We are basically learning to produce bodies and minds. Bodies and minds are going to be, the, I think, the two main products of the next wave. Now, how are they going to produce bodies and minds? That just seemed to slip by a lot of people. All these uh, changes. And if there is a gap between those that know to produce bodies and minds and those that do not, then this is far greater than anything we saw before in, in history. And this time, if you're not part of the revolution fast enough, then you probably become, become extinct. Once you know how to produce bodies and brains and minds, so cheap labor in Africa or South Asia or wherever, it, it simply counts for nothing. Again, I think that the biggest question, in, maybe in economics and politics of the coming decades, will be what to do with all these useless people. I don't think we have an economic model to, for that. My best guess, which is just a guess, is that uh, food will not be a problem. Uh, with that kind of technology, you will be able to produce food for, to feed everybody. The problem is more uh, boredom. And how, what to do with them? And how will they find some sense of meaning in life when they are basically meaningless, worthless? My best guess at present is a combination of drugs and computer games. So, so here's the, uh, the comic strip I was telling you about that was in the last Lotus Guide. And I, and I think it sort of went above a lot of people's heads. Uh, our readership has changed over the years, by the way. The demographics have changed. When we first ran the demographics uh, by using the local university and students, we found out that most of the population had at least two years of college, which made me think, okay, we're going to be able to put out articles that are a little above most people's understanding and not have to explain it from the ground up. Uh, they could wrap their heads around what we're talking about. Even if they don't agree, they would know what we're talking about. But that's not the case anymore. That is not the case anymore. The academic level of this whole area has plummeted with the influx of people moving in. And the people moving in are people basically either from across the border or from the suburbs of places like San Francisco. Uh, they're just trying to get out of the city. But they're just bringing their ideologies to these urban areas, rural areas. So I don't know what to say at this point, except 
start paying attention to what is going on. Because if you don't, you're going to find yourself in a heap of trouble. Okay, now I'm, I'm going to play a little clip from The High Wire. Uh, Del Bigtree is interviewing Laura Logan. And she's starting to talk about a couple of girls that uh, were into sex slavery and trafficking and telling their story and what she went through uh, realizing this. I mean, these are these are some really bad people. So I want you to listen to this and uh, pay attention to the emotions behind her words. Now, like I say, when you're listening to Laura Logan, not only listen to her words, but listen to the emotions. And this is off of uh, the, the High Wire, Del Bigtree. This is a great interview. We're not going to be able to play it all, but I want you to listen to some of the things she's talking about. And these are people on the front lines. These are people that's actually out there off their couches and not complaining, but doing something. Well, Yuval Noah Harari just told you they don't care. He just said, what are we going to do with all these useless, worthless people? What he's telling you is they're in our way, right? You're standing in our way. And so this is what, this is why I love watching your show. This is why I love watching you and talking to you because you just went straight to the heart of one of the most important parts of this, right? They play on our emotions. It's, uh, it is actually deception because they're using emotion to mask their real agenda, mm-hmm. right? And their true intent. So, you know, and this is a very common tactic that once you learn to recognize it, you will see it everywhere. For example, gun control. There is no conversation about the Second Amendment that is ever going to sound wise and smart and convincing when you're sitting next to a mother or a father who just lost their child in Sandy Hook. Now pay attention to what she's saying because this is so important. They're tapping into our emotions using all the research that they've accumulated with MKUltra and all kinds of other government programs. They're tapping into our emotions to blind us to the details. Right? In the shooting, a school shooting. There is no conversation about the border that you're ever going to win if you're arguing about whether people deserve a second chance or a chance at a better life or, you know, this uh, mother and her children, you know, are good people or bad people, right? Right. You're never going to win that argument. That's why they frame all of these issues in those terms. And the number one thing that you will read over and over again, you can go to uh, read Momentum, the organization that gives you the framework for how to create your own movement, right? You can go to the Obama Foundation and see the rules for community policing and look at the Safe Cities Initiative at the United Nations. You can go literally to Indivisible, the political arm of the Soros Foundation that is using to get people into city councils and school boards and, you know, and so on and yeah. so on. You can go to, I mean, literally one organization after another, their policies on gun control. And what do they emphasize over and over and over again? Focus on the emotional argument. Do not address the substance. It's the same with COVID because we cannot argue with the emotion. Nobody is talking, for example, when 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 that uh, evil, I don't know, person from Harari, yeah, when yeah. he says, how are we going to deal with these worthless, useless people? 
we're going to deal with it. The only thing I can think of, gee, let me see, is video games and drugs. Well, how does that relate to what we're talking about? Yeah. You're, relate, you're bringing us to the southern border. This is how it relates. So in the first six months of the last fiscal year, right? Fiscal years run October to October. So not this fiscal year that we're still in, yeah. but last year. In the first six months, because it's winter normally, October, right? Yeah. Through the winter months. Numbers on the border are typically low. Last year was a record. It was 330,000, right? Around yeah. about. Yeah. Guess what it is for this year? I have no idea. Already. In the first six months of this fiscal year. These are it should be, so be 150,000 if we're on track with the really bad year we just had. So for the first six months, it is a million. It's One over a million. million. It's over a million. And that's apprehensions. Why is that significant? Well, because... When you open the border like that and you give up almost entirely on security, you're opening that border for everything. We can argue good, bad. I would say to you that's a trap. It's a political and emotional trap because the reality is there are good people coming over the border. But, but behind that, there is a lot of bad people. And, and the, at the same time, last year, we had overdose deaths in this country reach over 100,000. They're at 104,000. And we hear how much about it? Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. The vast majority of those overdose deaths are opioids. And now word is getting out about fentanyl. But fentanyl, right, is the deadliest street drug in history of any country anywhere on the globe. And where did it come from? Well, a Belgian pharmacist is the one who created it in the late 1960s. Right. Yeah. It's used in our hospitals. It's a great drug for surgery because it, it works very quickly. You go way up and you come down really quickly. And that's what doctors want for surgery. Right. Uh, stem the pain. Well, how did how did we get this problem? Guess where it came from? The same thing you were just talking about. The Chinese. How <laughs> I, I think most of the people that have a couple of brain cells to bump together still could have answered that question, too. It, the Chinese. I mean, why don't we get it? Why don't we get it? Now, listen to what she says about in Mexico. All of this stuff is the details that's being glossed over because they're getting people all emotional. You know, we, we have to get past those emotions because as justified as they are, it keeps your frontal lobe from doing critical thinking. Right now, we're going to do some critical thinking. Did they get it? Well, because we outsourced all of our manufacturing capability to China. So for all those pharmaceutical companies, thank you, Big Pharma, yeah. because anyone who knows anything about the Chinese Communist Party knows that when you do business in China, they steal everything. They've got Chinese Communist Party people that have to be in your workplace, in your offices, stealing absolutely everything. And then what do all the tech companies do? You know, they own an unlimited worldwide perpetual copyright of everything that you do. So when you're emailing or when you're texting or when you're storing it on your cloud, they own all of that, right? Every single part of it, the hardware, the software, they've given it to the Chinese in order to have permission to operate there in order to make a lot of money out of you. So the Chinese took the analogs for fentanyl from our pharmaceutical companies. They figured out what's the deadliest thing we can do. And they started by mailing it to the U.S. It was a, a street drug. It was a mail order drug initially, and then they farmed it out to the Mexican cartels. So the DEA is, is 
during busts in Mexico. And who are they arresting in Sinaloa? They're arresting Chinese pharmacists, Chinese chemists. They've got their kids in American universities learning how to be pharmacists and chemists and scientists and so on and so on. Why? So they can make narcotics in laboratories that, that are super cheap, right? Super easy to mass produce, can be made in, you got an apartment building? You can put 50 labs, labs inside apartments. You can't see it from the air. There's no more poppy fields, right? What did the DA used to be able to do? Fly over, see the crops of the poppies and everything, know what opium was going to be like, know what cocaine was going to be like. And guess what? Like everything else, not the, not the food that they make in factories, but the stuff that grows in the ground, you know, mar yeah. smoke, marijuana, yeah. whatever. You know, that was, depending on who you were, that could have bad effects. Nothing like yeah. the faces of meth or fentanyl, because these are chemical products made in factories, right? Yeah. And they're killing, who are they killing? They're not just killing drug addicts and people that have got, you know, that have destroyed, obliterated their lives. DEA agents today are literally the PTSD, the suicides, the resignations, same for Border Patrol. These things are through the roof because what are they doing? The DEA agents are going into bedrooms in suburbs and they're picking your children and my children and other people's children, 12, 13, 14 year old kids who think they're buying an Oxy, who think they're buying a Xanax, who think they're buying an Adderall, and what are they buying? A fake pill. It doesn't have any of the ingredients of those pills, but it has baby formula and fentanyl. It's so as you're listening to this, you have to keep asking yourself the deeper question too, which actually Dell Bigtree is really good at getting into. The deeper question is, why is all of this happening? We have to ask this. Because if we don't ask it and answer it, we're never going to get to the solutions we need to stop what's going on. And I, I know David Ike, he says, if, if you want to make sense of the journey, find out what the destination is. The destination is complete collapse of the Western world. And... If this keeps up, I, they're doing a great job. They, they have enough idiots and morons believing what they're saying and trying to shame and guilt other people into going along with it. But so many, like I say, 70% of the people aren't going for it now in America. And this is important because if, if the United States of America, and I do mean the United States of America, not the United States, Inc., Corp Incorporated, that gets into another subject altogether, which I really do want to get into at some point. But right now, it's important to what, what is happening right at our front door and what is going on behind the scenes with all these people. Because if we don't figure this out, and real quick, we're not going to have a country. And then what comes later is we don't have a, a world. We're going to be, most of us, 90% of us, are going to be useless, worthless human beings. And they're putting us on drugs and virtual reality would be the, the most humane thing for them to do. But they're going to kill us. Now, what she's going to be talking about now, she's talking about what she's finding out from the drug enforcement agencies and agents that are actually on the ground working some of this stuff. And... If you're like me, I, I'm so far away from the, the drug culture at this point that 
I really don't know what's going on. So you have to depend on people like this. And she's a boots on the ground girl. She's been going out in war-torn countries for decades, looking into this and asking hard questions, 60 minutes, all of it, you know, so listen to this. So the DA just put out a law enforcement bulletin, right? It's called a BOLO, warning of a mass overdose events. They've invented a new term. We've got so many overdoses. The, the Drug Enforcement Agency has invented a new term to cover it, and we don't hear about it in the media. Right. Because these are the drugs that Yuval Noah Harari and all of his people are making sure reach our kids and reach all of us, right? Mass overdose events because there were 29 people who died of cocaine overdoses in five separate incidents. This is not just cocaine. This is cocaine mixed with fentanyl. A DEA agent told me in San Diego, we're sending our informants out trying to find, you know, pure heroin. We can't find pure heroin. Do you know what people are doing now? You know what they're telling our kids to do? Number one, they're putting Narcan in our schools. Every firefighter, every police station and school nurses, they're doing public service announcements, teaching people how to use it. Narcan is a medication that has saved countless lives because it reverses the opioid overdose. But this is not fixing the drug problem. This is literally, addicts are taping it. One DA agent in Boston told me uh, they find it taped to the walls, right, with instructions on how to administer it for their kids or whoever happens to find them. And what they're not telling you is, as long as the brain is deprived of oxygen, any doctor will confirm this, the longer you are without oxygen, even when you come back from that, you may not be getting, depending on how long, you may not be getting complete brain function back. And guess what? I went to San Francisco. I went to Oakland. I was in the homeless camps talking to people. I was trying to find people to interview, right? Yeah. I went to camp after camp after camp. And I was, I was like, I can't put these, I cannot in good conscience put these people on television. Their brains have been obliterated by these chemicals and by some of them from the overdoses that they come back from without proper brain function. So don't you wonder how everything, and now suddenly we have an epidemic of, of mentally ill people. Where yeah. do all these mentally ill people come and from? And homeless. I mean, just the homeless. Just talking about that. Like, I a just think about, from the you know, I did a reality show some time back before, you know, when I was trying to get launched into a TV career with the homeless. And mostly it was alcoholism, and you would see some drug use. But it just wasn't what we see now. Like, I mean... I saw a shanty town when I was in Haiti after the earthquake. Like I was there reporting for the doctor's television show. And I was like, my God, can you imagine living like this? And now in Austin, Texas, in San Francisco, in downtown LA, like one block away from where he had that rally, you're starting to see American shanty towns. Yeah. And I'm just like, what is this? And, and we're being told, oh, just like the, the virus, just learn to live with it. Just keep going as you are, as more and more people are. And as you said, they're not healthy. These are not healthy people. This isn't some of They're trying to normalize everything. They're trying to make it normal that everything that's happening right now is, we're just going to have to live with it. We don't have to live with it. Uh, this is not normal. And we, we're not building back better. We're, we're not even building back. If we was building back worse, it would be better than what's happening right now. Just, you know, lost their job. There is a serious problem going on here, and and no one wants to deal with it. All right, last, you know, because we could go on all day. One of the things, you know, you know what I would say to yeah, you about that. That's exactly how they want us. Because know what those people are not doing? 
They're not joining the military. Right. They're not writing letters to Congress. Right. True. They are not paying taxes. Right. They are not raising like stable nuclear families. Families are breaking up. And who's the attack on? The nuclear family. Look at the Atlantic Monthly magazine. If you want a blueprint, right, go to the Brookings Institute and the Atlantic Monthly and, you know, people like the Daily Beast for the more immediate ones. Yeah. And you can see the roadmap for what they're destroying and for the propaganda. When we look at all of those things, the destruction of the family, that we just we just won a lawsuit in Washington, D.C., where they tried to have 11-year-olds, where they actually passed the law that an 11-year-old could get a vaccine. And the law actually mandated that the doctor had to lie to the parents to give them a fake vaccine record. The school had to lie and give a fake school record. The insurance company had to lie to the parents to give That's them a illegal. fake billing you know, record. Luckily, the judge did say, you're breaking federal law. And they want to pass the same law in, in Los Angeles. When we have politicians wanting to break laws, you know you're in a shocking and scary moment. Not wanting to, they yeah. are breaking Are, true. And and, uh, and and I say, people say, all these laws are being broken. They're only broken if we stand if we don't stand up for it. Because we're going to get what we accept. As long as we accept it, there's no, that law is gone. Like that right is gone. We've accepted and it. that's the only way they win if we accept it that's right. because acceptance is the same as surrender it's the same as giving up it's the same as going on your knees and groveling in the dirt and you know what it's the same as being on facebook and all these platforms and paying them inflating yeah. their bank accounts right. right that's what we're doing making them billionaires they're going to buy your next politician trillionaires buy your next politicians buy your you know your next right to censor you we are funding all that we're voting with our dollars um, one of the issues that I don't really go near very often, probably because I cannot handle it emotionally. Like I'm, I'm so, I've said, you know, I've gone to some of the events that you've hosted and, and my wife Lee will go and I was like, oh, I'm so deep in this vaccine issue. I can't look at an issue that I just feel powerless against. And, and for me that it's, it's, it's human trafficking. Now here it gets into a really difficult situation when you're trying to communicate with people because they don't want to hear it. I, I don't know why I, I'm in this position where I'm saying things that people don't want to hear and I'm doing a video with audio, but we, we need to go beyond the choir. We need to get out there and that's where people that listen to podcasts like this, that's where you come in. Share these with your friends. You know, try to wake them up to what's going on. It's somewhere that you've been very focused. There's so much of me that wants to say it doesn't exist. I think so many of us just want to say that can't, it can't possibly be that bad or whatever, because it truly is, it's, it's without a doubt evil. Anything else, you can somehow excuse it as greed. Well, they're just greedy. They're trying to make money off the drugs. I mean, there's, there's ways out. When it comes to human trafficking, there is no way to say that these are human beings, at least to me, that this isn't some form of evil. You're deep in it. You know, when we look at leaders that are starting to lose track of humanity or a concern for the human body or the species itself, is that mirrored in the work that you're doing? I mean, how, how deep does it go? How dark is this world getting that in, in the places that you're diving into? Well, we, we just had a woman elected to the Supreme Court who advocates for pedophiles over the victims, right? She says, oh, the laws are outdated. You know, it's not fair to sanction them like that because with digital technology, it's, um, it's, it's, you're able to get many more pictures. 
And they're even changing the definition of pedophile to minor attracted adults uh, because we're causing pedophiles undue stress and anxiety by labeling them as child molesters, basically. Um, This is going on in every aspect of life. Um, They're they're letting murders, second-degree murders, go free now in many, many cities with no bail. No bail. Just, yeah, you killed the guy. This could have been bad. Maybe you deserved it. I don't know. Come back to court on this date. They're not going to come back to court. Of kids than you would before. But that means many more children in those pictures um, have been subjected to that form of abuse, Mm -hmm. right? And so uh, I'm not okay with that. I mean, for me, it's like, it's very, very simple. I'm working with someone, and I can't say too much about it yet, but I'm working with someone to create a platform that doesn't allow uh, porn or trafficking of any kind. It's why I got off Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and YouTube. And yes, you know, I still have, you know, I'll still get sent something and I'll go on there and, and read it and whatever. So there's a, a process. You can't just go cold turkey if right, you like. Right. I'm trying to, uh, set, you know, to break those bonds. But I've broken them like 98%. And uh, what I can tell you is this. I was in, you played a little clip there, right, of the girls that I was interviewing yeah. in a, just in a town, just outside of a town in Mexico called Tenancingo. This is an entire town that is built on generations of sex trafficking. I interviewed a trafficker who told me he was 12 when he first went with his father and his grandfather uh, to a a very uh, poor area of Mexico, and they bought a whole bunch of girls, and they have a festival once a year where they literally take all the new girls and they do this, they parade them around town, the whole town comes out, and, you know, men get to select the new virgins who are they going, they're going to rape that night. Now, keep in mind, this is happening to a country, to our south here in the United States, uh, where we no longer have a border. We, we no longer have a border. Things are just coming up that you can't even believe. And this is some of the things that's going to continue to come here if we don't stop it. And uh, that was one of the worst things that I have ever, ever ever sat through in my life. Because at a certain point, I realized I'm sitting with these two young girls. One was 17 and one was uh, 22. The 17-year-old had been sold when she was 12. And the 22-year-old had been sold when she was, I think, 12 or 13. I can't quite remember. And what I realized in that moment, and I felt, I just, I felt disgusting, was that Everything I was talking to them about was going to happen that night. And it was still going to happen the next day. And I couldn't help them. I couldn't help them. And I became a journalist because I believe that when people know the truth, they do the right thing. And I know that's true. And I had to sit there. And I realized for the first time, I've been a journalist for 35 years, but I realized for the first time that usually when I'm talking to people, they've been rescued from the Islamic State, or they've survived the bombing, or the massacre, or whatever, because they're alive to speak to me. Or it's the parent who's lost a child who's talking to me. But then, 
there, there in that moment, these two girls are looking at me and I can see in their eyes and especially the older girl. I mean, she was just, she was screaming with every part of her body, help me. And I said to the trafficker, because we interviewed them separately. I said to him when, during his interview, I said, you know, there might be people when they see this that want to help and want and have resources, have money. If these girls, someone wanted to buy them, how much would they be? And he laughed at me. And I said, why are you laughing? I mean, how much? And he said, what are you going to give me? What are they going to get? They want to pay 20000 30000 He said, I can make that in a month. And they do. They make enormous amounts of money. It's one of the, the most money-making operations on the planet right now. It's human trafficking and sex trafficking. Because unlike drugs, you can, you can bring drugs in, but they get consumed. And you have to bring in some more, and they get consumed. <clears throat> but with sex trafficking, you just use it over and over and over and over and over until it's absolutely no good anymore. And then you discard them, and that's when it even gets uglier. And we haven't even touched on the organ harvesting that's going on. And people, it's time to wake up. Um, if we don't wake up and at least take care of the children, I'm not too sure we deserve to be on the planet, to be honest with you. Maybe it's time for us just to leave and um, maybe that's what's happening um, they're going to transform us through transhumanism into something that's not even human and uh, maybe we go somewhere else maybe we don't maybe we cease to exist with a, a low moral character as what I'm seeing worldwide right now especially in the United States and it's really disheartening to say that but um I'd like to leave this on an up note, but you know what? There's very few up notes anymore, except for the fact that many millions of people are waking up to what's going on and standing up, showing up, speaking out. And that's all I'm trying to do is do my little teeny part in this. And um, once again, that's where you can help by uh, sharing and Going to our website, lotusguide.com forward slash donations. Uh, we still run the website with the community calendar. We have a community email list that reaches 10,000 people. Um, any way you can help support us through sharing our videos or whatever, whatever you feel comfortable with, is very much appreciated. So, I guess until... Um, couple weeks from now because that's about all I can do this I, I have a life that I'm trying to maintain and keep together here but um this this is what I can do right now and if you agree with me great if you don't unsubscribe good night and um stay alive <laughs>